0: Hi, I'm Donnell Jones, and this is Your Fifteen. I'm so happy to be with you today. I'm a local pastor here in Washington, D.C., and we get to talk about the Holy Spirit's role in evangelism. Can I start by saying, I love the Holy Spirit. I mean, He has changed my life, and I hope He's changed yours, but if not, that He will real soon. When we think about the Holy Spirit, the first thing is that the Holy Spirit is God. The Bible says that there's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And there's this moment when we look at the life of Jesus where he's about 30 years of age. He actually walks down into this body of water where he's baptized by his cousin John. And when he comes up out of the water, what happens next is amazing. It says that the heavens were opened and that the Spirit of God was actually descending like a dove, not a dove, but like a dove, describing that moment, and coming upon him. And when the Holy Spirit came upon him, we see something happening. Power comes in his life like never before. He was empowered by the Holy Spirit to do the work of God. He was enabled to actually do the very mission that God put him on the planet to do. And thirdly, He was led by the Spirit of God. And so those are the things we see happening in his life. He was empowered, he was enabled, and he led. You know, one time I was just thinking about what it means to follow the Holy Spirit, and it was just since I came to my mind that the Holy Spirit, who is the primary guide for the church, is an amazing leader. The challenge is we're not always the best followers. So Jesus really modeled for us what it looks like to follow the Holy Spirit's lead once you're empowered by Him. And I want to look at one of those moments in Jesus' life. I call it Nick at Night. There's this moment where Jesus is with His closest friends, they're called disciples, and one guy who was very religious, he was a Pharisee, he comes to visit Jesus at night, which is a big deal because they did everything in the day. And so he comes at night, And he says to Jesus, he says, Teacher, we know you've come from God because no one could do the things that you're doing unless God was with him. And then Jesus responds by saying something really important. He says, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That's really interesting because Nick is coming and saying, Uh, God's got to be on you. He's got to be with you because of what you're doing. And Jesus shifts the conversation that it's not just about doing, it's about being something. It's one thing to do right, it's entirely another thing to be right. Because doing right without being right really isn't that right. And so he said, unless a man is born again. Now Nick don't know exactly how old he was but he's scratching his head and thinking, born again? Are you kidding me? Listen, My mom gave birth to me one time, and you saying that now that I'm an old man, i got to go do that again? And Jesus looks at him, and I can see the smile on his face, or at least imagine it. Nick, 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 Nick. Let me help you. You were born naturally through your mom's womb. You were in that big water sack. You were born of water. But, what I'm talking about is being born of the Spirit. And so, right there, we understand the Holy Spirit's role in evangelism that we who were born naturally, we have a physical body, but we realize that there are three parts to us, there's spirit, there's soul, and body. I like to think of it like three concentric circles. The outermost circle, that's the most visible part of us, our body. The soul, that's the, the next circle in, that's our will, our emotions, and all that's working there. But the innermost part, the part of us that was made most like God, our spirit, that part of us is dead as a result of sin and the holy spirit's role is to actually take that part of you that's dead and make you alive literally the holy spirit regenerates you from death to life and so the first thing we see in that conversation is that this is a moment where jesus says to him god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever believes in him would not die, would not be eternally separated from God, but would actually have eternal life. But to have eternal life, you've gotta be regenerated by the Holy Spirit. You've gotta be made alive. That part in you literally has to be awakened. And it was a profound moment because the opportunity that was presented to Nick is an opportunity that is presented to all of us. I remember when the Holy Spirit made me alive, regenerated me when I was born, not for the first time naturally, but born for the first time spiritually, made alive which is why we say born again. The Holy Spirit is the active person in us becoming born again. So that's an amazing thing. You know the next thought is this, not only does the Holy Spirit regenerate us. But the Holy Spirit then also empowers us. You see, there's this moment, and you can open up your Bible if you wanna look at it later, in Acts chapter two, where it talks about the Holy Spirit being poured out on all people. It's an amazing moment. You gotta go read it. You have Peter, and you have some of the others standing there, and this this glorious moment where what God had always wanted to do, he's now doing for the first time for the whole world. In the Old Testament, you see the Holy Spirit coming upon different individuals for specific tasks. He came upon Samson, he came upon Joshua, he came upon David, the Spirit of the Lord came on David. But in the New Testament, it's not the Holy Spirit just coming on a specific individual, it's I will pour out my Spirit on all people. I'm glad for that, that it's not just for David, it's not just for those who came before, but now the Holy Spirit is going to be poured out on all people. Jesus had said this to his disciples so that they would expect it. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he said this, the Holy Spirit will come on you. In fact, he says it this way, after the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will receive power to be my witnesses. What an amazing thing. When the Holy Spirit comes on us, we're empowered to be his witnesses. In the same way that the Holy Spirit came on Jesus when He was baptized in water, the Holy Spirit actually comes on us and empowers us to be witnesses. I love this because if you're like me, I live with the reality of my own inadequacy, and I live with the reality that I'm incapable of accomplishing the purpose of God, God's plan, the work that he put me on the planet to do. It's why Jesus said himself in Luke 4, he says that the Spirit of the Lord is on me and he has anointed me to do some things. So what God put you on the planet to do can't be done unless the Spirit of God is on you. So when the Holy Spirit is poured out, he says this, power comes on you when the holy spirit comes upon you and you become my witnesses how many of you want to be a witness for christ i know i do it's the ability to communicate the good news of your relationship with jesus to somebody else but because of the presence of the holy spirit in your life they're not just hearing from you they're hearing from the holy spirit who then activates something in them and regenerates that person in the same way you've been regenerated. And that is how evangelism happens. So when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you're empowered. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you're enabled. And when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you know what? You follow his lead as he leads you into the lives of your family, into the lives of your community, into the lives of the people you work with, the lives of the people you serve. And in those places, you become a witness of who Jesus is And that results in changed lives all around. Aren't you excited about that? The role of the Holy Spirit in evangelism. Empowerment, enabling, and leading us. So, when we really think about Jesus being empowered by the Holy Spirit, here's something that's really key for us to understand. Prior to the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, We don't see a demonstration of the Spirit's power flowing from His life. All of the wonderful things that we regard as signs, wonders. You know those miracles? When he had the conversation with the woman at the well and says to her, you've said the truth, you don't have a husband. In fact, you've had five. That wasn't information that she gave him. That was information that the Spirit gave him. Literally, we call it a word of knowledge. What does that mean? It means God's omniscient. He has all knowledge. And so when he gives you a piece of that knowledge and you speak the knowledge that's in God rides across your words and actually hits the heart of somebody else and brings to them the reality of the presence of God in that moment. But Jesus didn't do that prior to being empowered by the Holy Spirit. Why do I reference that? For this reason. If you're like me, I tend to excuse myself from the expectation of the demonstration of the Spirit's power flowing out of me because I relegate that to Jesus being God, not just like I am, therefore I'm unable to do what he does. But when you recognize that those things actually begin in Jesus' life after the Holy Spirit comes on him, now you understand why he says, the things I've been doing, you will also do. And in fact, greater will you do. Why could he say that? Because he realized that the same Holy Spirit who empowered him would also be the same Holy Spirit that empowers you and empowers me. So it has no distinction, there's no, it doesn't matter uh, my age, it doesn't matter my ethnicity, it doesn't matter my gender, it matters only that the same God who empowered Jesus is the same Holy Spirit who empowers me. Now, what do I mean by that? As the Holy Spirit empowered Jesus, the Holy Spirit empowers you. What do I mean by that? God told Joshua, Are you kidding me? You don't want me to be afraid? How do I follow and act like Moses? I mean, crossing the Red Sea uh, without a boat on dry land at party? Who can do that? And he says, don't be afraid. Why? Just as I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. So it's not the man. It's not whether he carries a staff, Moses, or a sword, Joshua. It's not what's in your hand as much as it's the Holy Spirit in your heart using whatever's in your hand. And so when the Holy Spirit comes on us and empowers us, the same kinds of expression of knowledge and wisdom and power flows out of us. Power in the form of miracles. What does that look like? It looks like you're in conversation with someone. And you're just having a thought. And you might express that thought. And as you express that thought, it impacts them in a way that is really significant. Beyond what you yourself even expected. Because you realize it's not just you who's speaking, but it's the Holy Spirit speaking through you. I'll give a small example. I remember being in Kingston, Jamaica. I was there for a week with uh, a whole team. It was my very first missions trip ever. I was probably 22 years old, maybe 21. I'd never been on a mission trip before. And we prayed before going to that trip. Uh, The whole team had been empowered by the Holy Spirit. And we just believed for God to change people's lives and to do it in a dramatic fashion. We wanted to see people get born again. And I remember sitting on the Mona campus and I was sitting across a table in the lunchroom from a young man who was from Jamaica. And in the course of conversation, just like I'm talking now, we were just having a dialogue about God and relationship with God. And he was asking some questions. And I didn't have all the answers for his questions. But in the course of speaking to him, I said to him, I said, and it's just like the fact that you broke up with your girlfriend yesterday. And after you broke up with her, your life felt empty. In the same way, your life is empty without God. And he said, stop, 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 stop. I said, what? He said, how did you know I broke up with my girlfriend yesterday? And I looked at him because we had just got to town yesterday. And I didn't even know him before that day. And I looked at him and thought, I don't know how I know. So I said, one moment, pause, please. I get up and I run from my table. I find my pastor, Pastor Brett Fuller, and I said, I'm sitting down here talking to this guy from Jamaica, he's a student here, and he stopped me. I didn't even realize what I would said to him. He said, how did you know that I broke up with my girlfriend? I had just said to him he broke up with his girlfriend and didn't even realize I'd said it until he brought it to my attention. And Pastor Brett looked at me and said, keep going, that's a word of knowledge. A what? A word of knowledge. God just put something in you for him. Oh, okay. And I went back. (laughs) That guy came out to our meeting that night and he was born again by the Holy Spirit. You see, I didn't even have knowledge of, all of what the Holy Spirit does in our life, and yet someone had to define for me, this is what you're experiencing. My hope for you is that you will be empowered by the Holy Spirit and that you will experience all of the gifts that he has available to you to impact people in your life, to impact the city you live in, to impact the nation you live in, starting with your own family and moving out, that there would be something of his presence in your life that's so dynamic that as you engage with people, the power of the Holy Spirit is flowing through you so that the knowledge of God, the wisdom of God, the power of God is being expressed every day through you, an ordinary man, an ordinary woman, in extraordinary ways that mark his presence in your life. That's your 15.